Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Extra long pause. Don't want to cut myself off. DJ Brett Valentini here on Socks Pop on the Farm with my best miners buddy. Oh, you know, maybe just best buddy, period. You don't know how much time we spend outside of the yeah. studio together, getting pizzas for each other, throwing the ball, some competitive wiffle ball games. It's, it's really unbelievable. With Darren Black, our Miners uh, expert, towing most of the load for us on Miners coverage. It is Socks Pop on the farm number 46. Promotions is the motion. Doesn't make any sense, but it's sort of a little nod to the best song ever recorded. I'll let you figure it out. You know what? At some point... Well, the way, the way the White Sox are playing baseball this summer, we're just going to end up having podcasts, maybe even the farm podcast. We just have podcasts like talking about favorite songs or movies or favorite meals, favorite uh, Asian cuisine. You know, hats off to uh, Asian American Pacific Islander night at uh, Sox Park tonight. Uh, okay, Darren, welcome. We are going to be talking about promotions. Guys, in the first half, we're going to talk a little about guys. I mean, some are obvious. We've mentioned them before uh, who need to be at another level. Um, hopefully, you'll have a couple surprises maybe up your sleeve so it just won't be Tim Elko for a half hour. Uh, and then uh, after our break, we may talk about a few guys that either um, everybody's thinking should be promoted in your, and you're maybe taking the, 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 um, the contrary belief, or maybe just guys we would have expected going into the season that by midseason or by the draft should be promoted, and, and it's looking like they really shouldn't be. Maybe guys who may end up spending a full season at an affiliate when you really thought, like pretty much any prospect, you want to sort of move up every year if you can. First off, before we get to <clears throat> obvious promotions and all the motion that goes along with that, let's just cover because I think we've only done a couple podcasts in three weeks, whatever. 
we haven't really acknowledged MVP, so let's just do that right off the bat. I mean, Darren puts all this hard work in, and then I'm like, let's talk about something else. Let's challenge the expert instead of just chatting about the MVPs. I don't, I don't, I'm not easy on Darren. We're working <laughs> every time, even in the podcast. He's a, he's a, he's a friendly, happy, jovial sort, but uh, you know, I'm not because of me, because I'm working him too hard. Okay, Oscar Colas uh, starting at Charlotte. Oscar Colas uh, MVP three weeks ago. Hitting the heck out of the ball. Then he sort of got cold, but, you know, he's still he's still fitting somewhere in between AAA and the majors, I think, at this point. I'm not sure AAA can hold him. Uh, Victor Reyes was uh, the week after that. Again, another guy probably fitting about the same uh, profile, mashing the hell out of the ball. And then <laughs> this, this week coming up, published along with this podcast, it's Stephen Piscotti. A guy that you just would never thought would be associated with the White Sox at all, but he's a Charlotte <laughs> Knight, and he just mashed the hell out of the ball. It's it's an outfielder bonanza. Um, yeah. A little retready, maybe, but uh, not Oscar. Oscar's going to get mad from here for hearing that. Birmingham Barons. Oh, this is a good one from three weeks ago. Caleb Freeman. This this guy. It really seems like he's back on track, and that's exciting because the White Sox just need anything, and bullpen arms included. Caleb, going back to what Caleb was two, three years ago, oh, that would be sweet. Uh, uh, Tyler uh, Neslani, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. I know I used to call him Nelsony, and then somebody had to say, hey, you idiot, would you read his name? It's not Nelsony. I don't think I ever called him that, but I'm sure I at least printed it wrong in my first update. Um, Perpetual AA All-Star. He got a nimble at AAA last year and didn't do so well, so maybe – this year will be different. And Jose Rodriguez, a guy who might come up in this whole promotions talk, Jose Rodriguez, who every year gets me really down and I like wipe him completely off my prospects list. And then come August, it's like, wow, what was I thinking? I never, I never took him off my list. He's my number one guy. With some Salem MVPs, uh, three weeks ago, <laughs> just Xerox this one, DJ Gladney. Uh, again, a guy who's probably going to come up in this podcast, uh, Michael Turner, two weeks ago. Uh, this, this week's is uh, Cole Seamus. A guy who's come up a lot in our podcast as well. All the way down in Kannapolis. Still haven't determined whether he's related to Reggie Willits. It seems like an odd last name, but I haven't actually bothered to look it up. P- potential son of Reggie Willits. It's Bryce Willits. Three weeks ago was the MVP. Uh, Connor McCullough. No hit man. This guy's pitching the hell out of the ball. Real nice to see. He was two weeks ago. And... Oh, I can go ahead and say it. My guy. I've claimed like 12 guys, and then I just discard them when they slump. But Jacob Burke, University of Miami Hurricane, uh, has played like three games and has probably 12 stolen bases and 12 homers or something like that. Darren Black has acknowledged it. Okay, MVPs out of the way at the top. Let's get to the meat of this, Darren. I want to know some um, – the guys who really come to mind, uh, I suppose there's some obvious ones that we can maybe move over quickly, but whatever your priority list might be, in terms of guys who are really at this point aching for a promotion, maybe even got uh, an assignment, maybe like in the case of Tim Elko, maybe got an assignment to begin with, it might have been a little low, but certainly now it's like, why are they still playing at the level they're playing? Names that jump out at you there. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to stick with low A for now, since okay. they seem to be clearly the best team in the system. Um, and uh, it's due to their pitching mostly. Um, I'm not going to, you know, Peyton Pallett and Tanner McDougal are having, you know, really good starts, but they're coming off of no baseball. Yeah. So I, I think letting them stay there is perfectly okay. Though they are doing really well, mm-hmm. um, which is a pleasant surprise after not pitching for a whole entire year. Um, but I think Shane Murphy um, should definitely get a shot to move up to uh, high A. 
um, the lefty uh, college draft pick. Um, he, command is awesome right now, uh, showing some really good strikeout uh, potential as well. It's near 30%, but when you're walking less than 6% of the guys in low A, maybe go against better guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they're just swinging at everything. I don't know. It is low A. Uh, but maybe give them a little bit more of competition to go against. Give them some guys that have been in pro ball for more than three months, uh, however yeah. long. Most yeah, a twenty-five percent like difference seems it seems yeah. abnormal. That Let's challenge. Them, sure, <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, but um, and then kind of other than that, from the pitching side, I mean, there are a ton of guys like Connor McCullough we just talked about, but those are kind of he was undrafted, so he'll yeah. move up. You could go to double A next week for a couple of starts, and that wouldn't surprise me. That's yeah. kind of how uh, guys like those are. But maybe he's also Cole Seamus. I don't know. If he puts it, keeps putting it together, um, we'll see. But um, if we look lower at the bullpen arms, I'm not really too confident in saying one should be promoted over the other. So just from the pitching standpoint, I think Shane Murphy should be number one, should go up as soon as possible. Um, and then the bats, uh, Tim Elko. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he that guy. <laughs> he, he hasn't been doing as well lately. He yeah. was never going to be doing as well as he did to start the year. But right. again, just a healthy ISO over 200. Go see if he can continue to do that in, in high A. Um, and it, it's interesting, Darren, especially a guy like him who clearly – this isn't a guy who, who's maybe he's playing his first game stateside or something. This is a guy who part of the reason presumably the White Sox maybe grabbed him. I mean, not like they use it, they didn't use a high pick on him or anything. But, I mean, part of the reason why they grabbed him as opposed to maybe another bat or yet another arm would be that the guy did have leadership. I mean, he, he was the sort of the heart of a team that won an NCAA title. I mean, those are intangibles you think would incline you to promote quicker – not less. I don't. I, I can't imagine what he's like. Not picking up from the hitting coach that they're like, no, I still need to see this for a full game before you go up to high A. Tim Elko, NCAA champion. It just seems sort of. It seems really odd that he's not a guy. You know, I mean, he's not being exactly fast tracked when you're twenty something years old and and you've you've had this pretty substantial experience, uh, and 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 high leverage situations, and yet he's still, you know, I'm going to say languishing in Canapolis. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know why he's there. <laughs> That's <laughs> the gist of it. Um, there, there's not, uh, he's just a first base DH guy. So there's not, you know, you right. can't fit him in in other places. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're thinking. They want, you know, <clears throat> guy like DJ Gladney to get more time in high A, stuff like that. And again, with the bonus, they didn't put a ton of money into his development. Right. Um, so there, it's not really a key thing that probably. Whoever decides promotions, I don't know who would be in charge. Probably Chris Getz, I would assume. Um, but I'm sure he's not going to bed at night thinking, oh, Tim Elko's got to be in Winston-Salem. It's probably, oh, Colson's back isn't, you know, working. Right, so, right. Stuff right. like that. But I do think I do think it could lead to some stagnation for some players that just kind of just mash all the time. And then they're not really, you know getting uh, any kind of advancement there. So I think, yeah. I think he deserves it. Uh, um, since it is by the time this comes out, it might be June. I don't know. If you're listening, it might be June. I don't know. But um, at that point, you should start thinking about promotion stuff like that. Yeah. Noah Schultz is coming back this week. So I, maybe Shane Murphy or someone, one of those guys, Connor McCullough gets promoted to the dash um, this next week. Uh, but hopefully, 
hopefully all this gets kind of settled out as their, you know, top prospects yeah. who are professionally injured are back on the teams. Yeah. We did delay our last podcast much longer than I thought. Um, and that was the really expansive one that was full of really great information from our miners expert, Darren Black. Just talk, taking a taking a wide angle lens at the system. Um, but that is no reason for you to think that this podcast is going to be sat on. We are not traveling in time. It is still May. It will be May when you listen to this. I don't know. Maybe if you decide to listen to yours late, you're like, you know what? I'm going to save it. I always save my socks pop on the farm podcast for the weekend because then I can really relax, you know, unzip, crack a beer. Everything's great. Uh, but unless you're doing that, uh, no, it's still May. But anyhow, just decided to interrupt you with that. I don't know why, Darren. Uh, okay. Um other well, okay. You you already referred to. D, I mean, I don't know if we're ready to move levels yet, uh, switch levels or not. But DJ Gladney may be the guy who should be howling for promotion uh, again. Not that you want to rush guys too quickly. It's like man, you know, I, I know the the dilemma is always like, wow, he's really he's really grooving. He's in a groove now. You know, we 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 move his home clubhouse. We uh, give him a new batting helmet. You know, uh, I don't know. He takes a different commute to the park. You know, what's going to happen to screw this guy up? But these are the challenges you got to throw at players and. Boy, he's been, he seems like he's been up to every challenge. He's even playing a seems like a pretty decent left fielding. Yeah, I mean, for so for DJ Gladney, I think uh, this he was drafted out of high school, so this is his third full professional season. So it's not. I know he is twenty one, but and he's three years younger than Tim Elko, but uh, <laughs> he's been playing professional baseball a lot longer than Tim Elko. Um, like uh, hundreds of games more. So I, I think at this point where the K rate decline uh, about 10% from last year looks real, I would say it could easily keep going up, but it striking out just under a quarter of the time, which is good for him. Looks like that's real. It's kind of, it's been steady for a few weeks. Hasn't really changed that much. I would, I really wish he would, would walk more, but he's also still showing that huge power stroke. Um, that he showed in low way last season. So it's just kind of like the continuation of the power and then the better, you know, plate discipline, better decisions on swings um, that I think he, he does deserve that look at double A. He was in Project Birmingham, so it wouldn't be his first yeah. kind of intro there. But instead of being, you know, end of season tiredness, get him early season, like actually mm-hmm. ready to go out and go play those type of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably the biggest name that I think deserves – a promotion at this point is Wilfred Veris, just because again, Project Birmingham guy actually did really well last year as a Project Birmingham guy. Um, but he, I mean, he's he's just doing things that I just didn't expect him to do. He, he has twelve stolen bases first. What is going on with that, Darren? He's got stolen yeah. bases, and he's he's stealing efficiency. Not like he's tried thirty times. Yeah. He's stealing very efficiently. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's hitting 325, um, the 420 bat up. That'll obviously go down, but um, he's still just hitting the ball really, really well. I would like to see him have more power there, um, but if you're able to kind of game it yeah. and hit 325 <laughs> at this point at 20 in low A or high yeah. A, then maybe try your luck at double A and see if uh, you can run into some more more power at that at that point. Um, but I think I think those are the two at high that I think um, probably deserve it the most. I do want to wait a little bit longer with Terrell Tatum. Um, yeah. I just kind of want to see where the strikeout rate kind of is at the end of June. 
if it increases as he, you know, gets more tired in a season mm-hmm. uh, after not playing a ton last year. Um, and he played in 42 games last year. He's a, he's at 39 right now. So he's getting right up at that zone um, where he was suspended at. So I do kind of just want to see how it goes with an extra month um, on his end. Um, but it, I mean, if Terrell Tatum keeps doing what he's done for the first 39 games, then he should definitely get uh, some looks at double A, probably after the draft class starts getting into the, into the yeah. system. Yeah. Um, and then for pitching, I, I don't really, you could say Jonathan Cannon, um, Tristan Seavers, Stevers probably definitely, but he's a, it's a reliever. Those guys can definitely move fast yeah. and not a huge, not a huge deal that a reliever is getting promoted. Um, but I, I think from high to double A is a huge difference. And especially for pitchers now, cause the ball in double A, uh, has, is pre-sticked <laughs> however, however you want to call it. I don't know. Pre-sticking sounds weird. I don't know if you want to <laughs> Um, I've already had people uh, unzipping and listening to a podcast, so I've obviously flubbed all of my lines so far. So pre-sticking, we'll go with it. Yeah, but um, so it would be a bigger difference uh, at that point. So I don't want to send them up uh, or any kind of younger guys at that point. Um, So I would probably stick with the pitching there. Uh, Just keep it there for another – I'm not really remembering when the first half of the season ends, maybe late June, early July. Uh, but same kind of time frame as you're looking at Terrell Tatum to see if he loses some steam. So probably June, July should, is when those first promotions should be. But hopefully Colson Montgomery is on the team in July. So huh. we'll, we'll see if that if him getting on a team moves anybody. Yeah, there's a guy that we can just we can just slot in and say would have thought he'd be promoted, but he hasn't played. He can't be promoted. Not really any fault of his own, but I mean, there's a, there's an easy name. Let's take a break. Uh, even though this is, we we still got more guys to talk about positively, I don't know. Let's let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back in a minute. We'll continue our discussion. Maybe going up the system, or maybe we'll uh, uh, quickly seg into guys who surprisingly aren't don't see promotions in their future. And if Darren wants a couple hot takes there. I'm willing to go with that. I'm willing to follow. I'm willing to be educated as always. Uh, We'll be back. We're going to start with an essay question in the second half, so stick around and uh, Darren's going to scramble to try and figure out what weird thing I'm going to ask him. See you in a minute. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. White Sox fans, it is Sox Pop on the Farm, number 46. Promotions is the motion. Don't know what it means? Just decide to title with that. Okay. Uh, I've been tying my tongue this whole podcast, so it's probably best I stop talking as soon as possible. But, Darren, one thing I want to know is, and I'm just going to ask about hitters. Or you can you can answer for pitchers as well. Um, and this goes to, um, this goes, I guess, a little bit to our last podcast where we took a little bit broader uh, look at things. But, um I know it's different whether it's a speed guy or a glove first guy or power bat, et cetera. But when, as long as we're talking about um, things that you need to see, you know, both with your eyes on the field, but, you know, more likely with these guys, just in the, in the, in the stat lines you're reading, what's something that, what's the thing that jumps out most 
when it improves, it says a guy's rate for motion. Is it the uh, some combination of, of K rate, walk rate? Uh, I mean, again, I know it can be different for players. Is there is there one sort of cons? Given there's no there's no like war in the minors or whatever, if, if that could even be the answer, uh, is there something that leaps out to you that says, um, you know, okay, this guy seems ready, or he's taking a turn, or he's stagnating? Yeah, I think there's there's several things. Uh, I I always come back to the main thing for both both pitchers and hitters, but more so hitters is just if you're in increasing your walks or lowering your strikeout rates. Um, it doesn't have to be both you can have a healthy median on there. Like DJ Gladney's having a fantastic year with lower walk rate and lower K rate. He's just deciding to hit the crap out of the ball. But and especially when they move up um, levels. So yeah. one of the things that, uh, We'll talk about Jose Rodriguez more here, but one of the things that we really liked about him last year and the previous year was that he would move up and the K rate would kind of stay the same, maybe go up a little, but pretty much stay the same where it was, where it was in a, in a low A uh, compared to his 2022 with Birmingham and uh, Winston-Salem in 2021. Um, so it's just nice seeing that as you move up, presumably face harder pitchers and you're not kind of losing your element on there. Um, sure, maybe there's going to be a drop in power, but some of that's just going to go. Some of that is just going to be going from Winston Salem to a harder ballpark in Birmingham. Um, that's just kind of the lay of the land for the for the White Sox organization. Um, but and then finally, I guess to bring it back to the Terrell Tatum uh, portion of it, um, especially for guys uh, from the 2021 draft class playing in their kind of second. Uh, full season of professional baseball and not getting tired by the end yeah. and not the same mistakes at the end yeah. um, and all that, uh, making sure that you're still playing, maybe not exactly like you were in May yeah. uh, as you are going to be in uh, August, but still like a higher level than um, probably yeah. what you did at the end of your first full professional season. Yeah. You know, you don't want them falling off a cliff and that would be. Uh, yeah. Alarming. Like Cliff right. Montgomery did. You fell off a cliff, and so that's probably <laughs> still haven't found him. Jeez, yes, true, stop with the dirt biking in the off season, man. Come on. Um, all right, see, so we got a little glimpse of the special sauce. You know, you're not really sure how it's going to get used. So, you know, there's no real secrets being totally given away here. But yeah, let's try it. <laughs> it made me think. You know, hey, let's ask Darren. Let's figure out what he's what maybe one of the things he really wants to to key on, or that always jumps out. And that that's a that's a cool answer. I'm glad I. Almost guessed it. Uh, okay, Darren, uh, we brought him up. And again, maybe now it's just become the cluster portion of the podcast where it's just it's a free-for-all. But Jose Rodriguez is obviously a big name. We had high hopes based on how he ended the season, though. He ended the season with injury. But the month prior to that, holy cow, he looked he looked like he was ascending uh, back to somehow, or not back to, but to like number one prospect status. Uh, and he's had a bad year it's picked up yeah. as indicated by i believe his mvp status here in the last mvps uh unveiled for may uh but um okay that said that's five games or whatever um what's going on with him he's a guy i guess we would have expected to see we could have maybe seen in charlotte maybe to begin the season and it doesn't mm -hmm. seem like we're going to see him in charlotte soon is he a guy who should move to charlotte uh, either way or what is his challenge here because well, he's being challenged so i think i mean the if he was uh if he was doing um what he did in the middle of last season like hitting 320 on base yeah. 350 but his slugging is still in the threes as mm -hmm. well 
uh, just because it's Birmingham, then I would say move him up and then you'll see the uptick in power and see kind of what he's closer to. Um, but the weird thing is, is the power is actually looking pretty okay right now. Um, he, he's hitting more homers. He's halfway to his, you know, career high in professional homers. Um, just oddly enough, he's not getting great wood on anything. That's not these homers. Mm-hmm. He only has five other extra base hits, which usually is an indicator that you're kind of more or less getting lucky on the fly balls that you're hitting that are just kind of barely getting out. If you're not supplementing, uh, your extra base or your homers with a decent amount of extra base hits, it kind of looks fluky. Um, that was why back in, uh, however, whatever it was, 2018, 19 with Gavin Sheets in Birmingham, where he was hitting a ton of doubles, triples here and there, but like 30 doubles, something like that. And like 10 homers and people are like, oh, well, the power's not there. And it, you just see it. And then it is there lower. It's yeah. in the 30 doubles. Yeah. Um, he just has to work on getting that extra lift and launch in, into it. Um, yeah. And in the majors, he's been decent at that um, against righties at least. Um, but the issue with Jose Rodriguez is the K rate is it, it's far and away the highest it's ever been. The closest is when he was 18 in the Arizona. Uh, I don't think it was the compact complex. Right. League. It was just the AZL, the, the old, the old Arizona summer league, whatever, whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, it's at 27.3 right now. Five percent higher than uh, next worst when again he was eighteen. Um, he's just missing stuff. He's not. I don't know if he's just not seeing the ball well. If the if the uh, sticky ball uh, that they're using is just getting to him and he can't lay off better uh, curveballs and sliders, breaking pitches, stuff like that. Um, but he's really struggling right now, um, yeah, and it's not the usual kind of thing that it. That, that happens. He doesn't have extended stretches of near 30% K rate. It's kind of, it's very weird and disheartening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Cause my follow up here is you've got, um, uh, Yolbert Sanchez who, uh, actually was, okay. Maybe even at double A, he still wasn't really showing that power, but he was hitting, he was getting on base. It got him sort of quickly, maybe not quicker than expected, but, but to Charlotte, he stagnated there which is odd because he was hitting in Birmingham. He's not hurting in Charlotte. Okay. Uh, Lenin Sosa, uh, a guy who mashed hell out of the ball. I mean, this was last year this time, right? Uh, mashed his way. What? Do you go directly to the uh, majors? Whatever. It was a very brief stopover in Charlotte. He's continuing to mash hell out of the ball in Charlotte. Um, again, peripherals, whatever side. These are two guys who hit in Birmingham, which, you know, again, is always impressive because, you know, apparently it's, you know, Hard hit there. It's certainly hard to put the ball over the fence. Now Jose is a guy who's been either like crazy hot where it's like, yeah, he's he's our number one guy, or this is this guy even ever going to make it to Charlotte? Is there any like heads or tails you can make of what's going on with him? Because now, you know, you're bringing out that this year, as opposed even maybe to last year, although I'm sure there were some contact issues early last year when he was struggling, it, now it's this contact thing where it's like, no, I mean, I'm not really sure how that just pops up. I mean, short of like vision problems or I don't know, sticky ball thing, whatever, uh, pre-stick. I mean, do you have any insight about what might be going on? I mean, I guess there's hope that he can still pick it up and he's just going to be this like slow starter or something. But I mean, this is very troubling given that double A was supposed to almost be an afterthought for him this year. Yeah, he, I mean, honestly, he should have been up at Charlotte at this point after having a really good start uh, uh, in Birmingham. That's kind of the lay of the land that should be for him. 
uh, especially how he finished last year. Um, if you want to look at it, you know, a little bit more positively, he's kind of solved his power issue. He is hitting homers, which was the thing that people were knocking on him last year. Um, but it's dented every other part of his of his game at the plate. So I'm not I'm not really too sure what it is. It, if he does start doing well June and on, which is what he did last year, even that is still concerning because yeah. this is now just a is this a you can't pump too much of the season, yeah. Ready? Yeah. Um, like what's he doing in the off season that yeah. this is kind of happening? Um, yeah. Maybe maybe Chris Guts has to get with them to say what are you yeah. doing in the off season? This yeah. is your second straight uh, kind of poor start that you've had. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think whenever we talk about the White Sox, the major league team, when guys just start striking out all the, all the time, it's usually like, oh, they're not paying attention or yada yada yada. So I don't know, kind of if it's kind of the same thing here. Mm. Um, where he's just like, oh, I should be in Charlotte, and then he's not mm-hmm. performing at Double A, um, or if he was told over the off season, like, hey, we need to see you hit some more homers. Can you go out and do that? And that's all he worked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he worked on kind of getting bigger and any and stuff like that, and didn't work on um, what he what he had been doing well, which was getting the ball um, in play and hitting it hard in the gaps, and sometimes hitting homers. Um, not sure, but it it, it is definitely concerning because it he was supposed to be the fallback option if Lenin Sosa did poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he, he certainly can't be in the majors yeah. anytime soon. He has to figure out whatever is wrong with the swing right now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Higher. I mean, I'm get, you can go low too uh, again, but uh, uh, you know, in, in, in triple A, double A, are there other, I mean, other guys who stand out on this list either way, guys, who should be um, uh, promoted or guys who definitely aren't going to be. I mean, what are other names are you know coming into play? Uh, you know, because um, yeah. So I don't know if I thought Christian Mena should be promoted or or anything, but he's definitely hit some uh, a little yeah. bit of a wonk lately. Yeah. Uh, he's just allowing a ton of homers, so getting promoted would not help him to no. Charlotte at all. No, not to Charlotte. Would make it worse. <laughs> yeah. um, I assume he's just kind of working on breaking pitches, yeah. and he's just leaving them up. Uh, way too often and getting really hit really hard, um, which is fine that he's working on it, but he, he's it's not looking great in his stats yeah. uh, to say the least. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think a lot like I would assume I would have assumed Brian Ramos, Colson Montgomery, and Noah Schultz uh, had played at their respective levels. Mm-hmm. Does that count as yeah. as something that someone should have expected coming into no. the season? Um, but other than that, it's kind of like picking and choosing. Like I would have expected Colsimus to do a lot better than he has been uh, in in high A and knocking on the door to uh, double A again. Um, but to, I guess to kind of round it out, I think we we can officially retire and say goodbye to the fading dreams that Matt Thompson and Drew Dahlquist and Jerry mm. Kelly are going to uh, be major yeah. league starters. I don't know what the next steps for them are. Um, I mean, each of them deserve to be demoted, um, but I don't know if that demotion is also making them a reliever or, or what have you. But I think it might be time to kind of see next steps for, for them to see what they can, if they can provide any value from the pen or if it's kind of a, you know, Jerry needs some more cash and, 
can, can someone trade <laughs> cash for one of these guys? But we know the answer to that. Um, yeah. This could okay. be the first for Jared Kelly. It could be the first kind of high round draft or first round draft pick that hasn't made it to the bigs in a in a while. So mm, true. That would be notable uh, for that for that draft class. That yeah. <laughs> no baseball twenty twenty draft class with uh, no first rounder gets from it. Maybe even no players at all get from it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the question then is uh, Matt Thompson of the three have been doing better. The hopes were a little higher for him. It actually seemed like he started the season, like maybe he actually was going to put some momentum toward even a Charlotte push and that stagnated. So you still sort of lump them all together because at some point just the meters ticking on these guys and you got, you got to, you know, you can't just keep throwing them out in the same spots to fail. Yeah, I, well, I, I loop them all in together because they were all um, yeah. high school draft picks that all yeah. missed a year of pitching. So I kind of give them the I gave them the benefit of the doubt for a little bit because they you know were extremely young, hadn't pitched a ton, went to the went got drafted, went to the pros, big bonus, and then there was no baseball for a year, and then they just kind of missed out on on all that. Um, so I feel kind of bad that their kind of development was definitely hindered in that. I don't know if you can actually quantify that. I don't know if in 10 years, you know, fan graphs or baseball prospectus will make a study and be like, this is what happened to all the 2019 and 2022 high school draft picks. Mm, yeah. They all flamed out because they yeah. missed a whole year of baseball. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I, that's why I've always kind of looped them in together because they yeah. missed an entire year and it seems like they never recovered from missing that entire year. And so that nobody yells at us, it'll come up <laughs> a couple times. Let's make it clear. We are aware, even though he was paid, First round money, Jared Kelly, in fact, was a second rounder. The White oh, Sox got that super big steal. So the streak is intact because Garrett Crochet, who's the next guy I'm going to ask you about, Garrett Crochet, did majors. Now, Darren, did Garrett Crochet get promoted to – I mean, this now we're getting a speed round or something. But uh, Garrett Crochet, get, did he get promoted too quickly, or is there nothing more he could do at Charlotte? Or maybe even damage could be done at Charlotte if he stayed much longer. Because it seems like the, com the command – well, I mean, sand control really isn't there. And that's probably that's probably not good at the major league level. But at the same time, I'm not sure there's a whole lot of other guys the White Sox have to throw out. So what's your take on, on sort of how swiftly he moved up? Because he basically moved up pretty much in lockstep with, with Liam Hendricks, it seems. Yeah, I mean, he probably – if you're walking nine guys in, I think, five innings, something like that, if your outs and walks are kind of close <laughs> – <laughs> you probably should have stayed in. No inside tips for Darren Black. <laughs> yeah, I know they're really like they needed more guys in that yeah. pen because that's just what they need. Yeah. I don't think Liam Hendricks looked like he should have been up there either yeah. yesterday, even if it was a fantastic moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not results, but a fantastic moment. For sure. Um, but I, they just kind of need guys. And even then, I think Crochet has a significantly lower ERA than Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> while yeah, walking those nine guys yeah. but um yeah they should have they probably should have stayed there longer and worked out whatever uh issues they had because again i mean i mean hendrix had, hadn't missed a whole entire year of baseball but he missed a whole entire mm -hmm. year of you know 
I, I don't know. He he was having <laughs> cancer yeah. treatment. Yeah, it's not I mean, good four months, body. four months taken, you know, out of your life for sure. Because I mean, his yeah. announcement, his diagnosis came. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't in the start of October. This was uh, at the turn of yeah. the year. So oh, yeah. the fact that he's turnaround. Yeah, yeah, you think? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, again, not to reduce this trivia, we probably will actually touch on this again because we'll have trade deadline type of stuff to talk about, and where where got more movement might come in, or maybe prospects will be coming into the system. Who knows what's going to happen? That's those are fun podcasts to come because we won't just <laughs> dwell on MVPs. Not that we've done that for like a month now, but we won't just dwell on MVPs uh, every week or, or what guys do invest in you know, the DSL, we'll, we'll try to, you know, we'll try and do some thought podcasts as well, uh, if I can untie my tongue. But here, we'll just do one trivial speed round. And the encouraging thing is at least the first couple innings, I think we saw tonight from Sean Burke, were pretty um, impressive. So that's good. But Darren, I'm going to ask you, <laughs> if the White Sox need someone to pitch like a starter, <laughs> like tomorrow, who are they going to choose from the system. We've we've already discussed a couple of names. It could be. I'm curious to know who you think they would actually bring up to pitch for the White Sox because the cupboard is rough. Um, uh, I have an answer, and it's a goofy one, but I want to hear what you have to say. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I don't this know. is so sad, Darren. <laughs> We're talking about I mean, like the, the sixth starter in the system. Yeah. This is so sad. I think. I mean, it it would have to kind of be Nate Fisher, but mm. I think I think you could squint and see Christian Mania coming up and mm. being okay. okay with that. But I think okay. most likely Nate Fisher. If someone has to go on the sixty mm. day tomorrow, okay. it's probably. Nate Fisher. <laughs> well, I'm going to pick another left-hander, Darren. I'm going to go with the hot hand. I'm going with Garrett Davila. So, you know, that I'm, oh, be, he was bad in Birmingham. He pitched these pitched like, I think, two straight okay games and shot. Stick stick with the hot hand. I mean, Sean Burke may have just already lapped. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just got shelled. We're podcasting. I'm not watching Charlotte. Sorry, Knights. But um, I should be. I'm hosting a, a farm podcast. What's wrong with me, Darren? But, I mean – you know, Burke really is the guy, you know, whose who's spot is to lose, even though he's getting a real slow start to the season. Um, yeah. Assuming he hasn't ascended that, the White Sox are like, sure, play in the majors next week, uh, Sean. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this is just a joke question because really, there's there's no answer. I mean, Jesse Schultons shouldn't really be the guy, although he did have a pretty okay. nice, um, what, bulk? I guess that was a bulk outing. And then even mm-hmm. his one start was, mm, I'd okay. rather have it than the guy they – that he's replaced. Uh, so, I mean, listen, you know, hats off to Schultons for that because he's actually been, I mean, he's okay. not a Johnny Cueto fine, but he has been okay for a guy who, again, Han should have probably tried to grab like a half dozen or a dozen of, and he got, you know, one or two or three, but I, I guess one is in the majors right now pitching okay. So Garrett Davila, get ready. Uh, anyway, well, I just figured I'd throw that out there because really the answer is, I mean, the true answer, Darren, is there isn't anybody. You're just going to have to punt that game uh, because there isn't it. Yeah. Hopefully Sean Burke can work himself maybe by the end of the month, uh, end of June, into a guy who, like, you're ready to say, okay, yeah, he really could be that guy. Not that you want him up there, but if he had to, he could. But other than that, or, or Christian Mena as well. But, I mean, right now, nobody. Might as well be me or you, Darren. Or a veteran, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how is your wiffle ball arm? I mean, you know, I know we had a Not really great. tough game just a couple of days yeah. Just a couple days ago. And, yeah, that's right. You're just coming off of your rotator cuff surgery. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, geez, yeah. this guy shouldn't be throwing. This guy's DH only for another couple of weeks. Jeez. But, I, you know, I'll say, 
my frisbee, it, you know, I'm, I don't know. It may be as, it may be as good as a few of these names that we're throwing up there, but yeah, really it's, it's a sad it's state of the system, <laughs> which is, which is always the great point we want to end up on here on the Sox Pop on the Farm <laughs> podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, no, I, I think we uh, brought out some, there are some real positive stories and some stories that are so positive. It's like, why are, why are they still paused where they are? What's going on? I mean, there have been some really nice storylines for uh, in the White Sox system this year. And I mean, among 120 or whatever players, I guess there should be a few, but there are some really strong ones uh, given that the, some of the headliners like haven't even played. So, you know, that's encouraging. Um, and there've been some real disappointments as well. And unfortunately a lot of those are, a lot of those are arms and until uh, Tristan Stevers or uh, Caleb Freeman um, et cetera, can like stretch out to five innings. Uh, we're just really not going to have bulk guys who are ready for the majors. And that's, that still seems like it's a few years off, Darren, and that's a gap I don't think the White Sox yeah. can really straddle because they got nothing beginning next. Well, they don't have anything this year, and they don't—they definitely don't have anything next year. I don't really know what they're going to do. Maybe we're going to draft another, I don't know, 30 college arms again this year. I don't know. But that'll be fun as we get closer to it. We'll speculate on what the White Sox will do. Mm. I need to know your plan. You need to rescue this franchise, Darren. You thought this was just a podcast. Uh, we need you a savior. Well, anyhow, savior Darren Black, still uh, rehabbing that rotator cuff injury. He'll be back. Friends, he'll be back by September. Might be able to do a spot start for the White Sox. Uh, and they might be calling. They might be asking by that time. They might be bothering the Sox well, popping. You get two podcast. extra roster spots. Exactly. who's justifying filling them right now? I don't know who that would be. Uh, Anyhow, we are going to be back in a week. I don't know if we're going to do more like essay question, uh, higher minor podcast, or we're going to just drill down and talk a little bit more player by player in the system. Not sure how we're going to do it. We'll see. I usually just decide a minute or two before we go to air. And Darren says, thanks for all the prep time, Brett. I'm going (laughs) to come across as a real knowledgeable expert uh, for you. Pulling the carpet out from under me. But uh, as always, a trooper, Darren Black, even when he is capless, is uh, quite a trooper. Thank you for uh, for hopping on with me. We'll do it again, hopefully, in a week, and hopefully there'll be some good stuff to talk about, including, let's face it, come on, in seven days, a promotion or two maybe to talk about? Come on, White Sox, do it for us. we got to have some stuff to talk about that isn't just like, why is Tim Elko still having to eat the food in Kannapolis instead <laughs> of the delicious food in Winston-Salem? Give the guy a different spread. Come oh, on, now, White Sox. Jeez. And throw DJ up to – Birmingham too. He needs a little taste of Alabama. I don't know if anybody needs a taste of Alabama, but if anybody does, it is DJ Gladney. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for listening. As always, hopefully you learned a couple things. I know I did. I always do. Darren always helps me out there. And hopefully I didn't embarrass anyone out there too much with my tongue twists. Anyhow, we'll be back in a week or so with number 47. Who knows what the title will be, but thanks for hanging in for this one and we'll be back in a week or so.